0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we can't for the life of us get enough of statistics, but nobody actually pays attention to them. There's something inside of us that just refuses to see ourselves with the crowds. We are always the outlier. I can tell you, walking 30 minutes a day will lower your risk of cardiovascular disease By 40%, you're less likely to have a stroke, too. But there's a lot of Netflix going on in self-quarantine. I can tell you that people who live together before calling themselves married are 33% more likely to get divorced. I can tell you that 94% of teen drivers acknowledge the danger of texting and driving, but 35% admit to doing it anyway, and 21% of teen drivers involved in fatal accidents were distracted by their phones. I can tell you that you should be social distancing right now, but even though I don't have the percentage, I-35 traffic was kind of thick on my way in. We all know the numbers, and then respond, fine, maybe, but that's not going to be me. As it turns out, if you actually want to affect behavior, you have to tell a story. You have to give somebody something to identify with, what's actually going on. And so we tell stories about the mom who didn't abort. We tell stories about the family that was saved from the intruder by having a gun in their home. We tell uh, stories about the refugee family struggling to make ends meet and the single mom struggling to find health care. When we tell stories, we can find ourselves in these people. Compassion takes over, not numbers not statistics souls when it comes to this story the passion of our lord we know it so well and more we can see ourselves in it who hasn't been wrongfully accused who doesn't take issue with the government at least once in a while who hasn't been betrayed abused humiliated who hasn't suffered of course we see ourselves with innocent jesus i mean sure he's god and we're not and and technically we know everyone's a sinner and, and i know that i'm not perfect but you know if we saw what we did in the context you know that i always had a real good reason like i mean you only steal from work because they don't pay you enough and you only cheat because you're not appreciated at home And you only yell because you've said it a hundred times and nobody listened then. You only gossip because you're pretty sure it's true. You only spend all day self-indulging because of how unfair the world is. All of us have our reasons. And those reasons become our everything. And it is there that we can finally see ourselves in the scriptures. Because Jesus gave no excuses He would not give answer. He would not tell a story. He would not give Pilate something to relate to, an excuse or a justification. That's everyone else around him. If you want to see your reflection in this story, look to Barabbas, the insurrectionist, excuse me, the freedom fighter, the independence lover, murderer, I guess, but I mean, if you knew why, you'd understand. He was absolutely convinced that he rebelled for all the right reasons. He justified his actions and even his sins. Look at Barabbas and know the truth. Sin will always mask itself under the guise of righteousness. We will always find excuses for the people that we actually care about. And most of all, for ourselves and what passes for compassion for each other, and a willingness to ignore all the people that get hurt in the background of this story for the sake of the excuse of the people we actually care about. will ignore the God who calls it wrong. And so the crowds cry, let Barabbas go, crucify our Lord. Can't say I blame him. The self-justifier is actually a lot easier to deal with in the long run than the brutally honest. If you want to find yourself in the scriptures, here we are, all of us. Barabbas is us. The sinner that goes free because Jesus is crucified. He wouldn't tell a story. He gave no answer to the accusations. Instead, he just took upon himself all of the sins, all of the statistics, all of the excuses, all of the self-justification, and all of the death. Jesus goes in the stead of Barabbas, in the stead of me, in the stead of you, in the stead of sinners everywhere to be stricken, smitten, and afflicted. By Jesus' wounds, Barabbas is saved because our Lord, as brutally honest as he is about calling our sin for what it is, as unwilling as he is to hear our excuses he still sees our stories and has compassion on us real compassion because we actually use the word wrong compassion isn't excusing away the sins of the people that you like compassion isn't trying to walk a mile in their shoes and then letting go of every wrong thing that they have done compassion it means suffering with passion the suffering of our Lord, compassion, suffering with. This is what our God does for us when he has compassion. It's not just that he is willing to walk a mile in our shoes and then not worry so much about the people that we hurt because, after all, we had a hard day. It's that in the midst of everything that has fueled your sin, your Lord's heart breaks too, and he actually takes action to save you, For you, he comes into this world to bear that cross. For you, he endures his passion. For you, he bleeds and he dies. That your sins would be forgiven. That just like Barabbas, you would be let free. Forgiven from all of your wrongs. Forgiven from all of your excuses. Forgiven from all of your sins. Jesus died for you. And your sins are forgiven you. All of them. We are Barabbas. Jesus goes to death in our place so that even though we deserve none of the rewards, Jesus promises and gives them. The whole thing gets turned on its head. Now, the God who said, I am the life, dies. Know what this death means for you. It is finished. Your sins are forgiven. The death that he has died washes away each sin. It enacts the testament, the blood, the cup. It calls you not by your excuses, but by the measure of his love. This is what compassion is. Do not be known by your excuses. Throw them away. You don't need them anymore. Be known by your Savior who bled and died for you. Take courage to see your sins exactly where your God would place him, there on that cross for all to see, so that all would call them forgiven, so that all would call them bled for, paid for, died for, because God paid that price for you. See your sins, as terrible as they are, and then call them exactly what your Lord does. Forgiven. You don't need your excuses. You don't need your self-justification. You don't need your stories. Rather than cling to those, find your identity in your God. Be a sinner that Jesus died for. Because there, there's real forgiveness. There, the excuses melt away. And you can finally sleep at night. There, the statistics come true. Your sins are 100% died for. You are 100% forgiven. You are 100% holy. And you will live. In the name of Jesus, Amen.